Hey guys, welcome back to the Multidimensional Journey YouTube channel and welcome back to the Multidimensional Journey podcast. This is your host, Ayahuasca Carr, and thank you guys so much for returning back to the channel over and over again. Just want to express my deepest gratitude for all you guys out there that are part of this community. Without you, your intentions for this work, this all wouldn't exist. So I just really want to continue to express my deepest gratitude for your engagement and your interest in this wild ride that we're all on. So today we're going to be talking about ways to help our nervous system feel safe. And especially in the context of psychedelic and plant medicine preparation and integration, which is what this podcast and this YouTube channel is mainly focused on. I also want to say that if you have no interest in plant medicines or psychedelics, that this is something you can definitely get something out of as well. So before we dive right into that, I just wanted to invite you, if you're interested, if you've ever been interested in dieting master plants, um, but maybe you don't feel like you want to go to the jungle, or maybe you have gone to the jungle and you just want to continue that sacred relationship that that started in the jungle or any other situation in between, um, I left a link down below for Bobin Sauna. There's a Bobin Sauna tincture by an incredible company called The Soulvine. I talk a lot about them. Um, I use their products. I'm really good friends with the person who runs the company. So it's a really, really great way to connect with these master plans in the comfort of your own home. And I even have a video um, somewhere else on my channel about um, how to diet with the Bobin Sauna in a full like one week plan, you know, setting intentions, creating a dieta, like a food healing diet for yourself in conjunction with ingesting the Bobin Sauna. Bobin Sauna is great for grief work, for inner child work, inner child work. It's amazing for creativity. So if you feel stuck in your creativity, it's also great for that. So check out that below. And if you found value in this podcast today, or you found value in this video, be sure to leave the podcast a review, hit that like button or subscribe button on the channel. Would really love to have you in the family here in the community. I release videos Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Um, and check out all the other links below for my workshops coming up to work with me one-on-one. -on -one. Um, tons of free stuff below. And yeah, let's get into it too. What we're gonna be talking about today for um, ways to keep our nervous system feeling safe. And I thought we could start off with, well, what does that even really mean? You know, what does it mean to feel safe in our nervous systems? And, you know, for a really long time in my own life, I felt very dysregulated in my nervous system. Scientifically speaking, I was often in the fight or flight response and also the free state chronically. And I didn't understand this because I didn't have the language around it. I didn't start my truth seeking journey of, you know, reading a lot of trauma informed books and all these things. But um, essentially to feel safe in one's nervous system, it means that we, we feel connected and present in the moment. We feel grounded. We can feel that, that defense, our defenses are really dialed down and we feel very present in the moment. We feel very connected. Like we feel, and I feel like in order to feel connected to ourselves, the people around us, or even our environments, the nervous system needs to feel safe in order to do that. So a lot of what I'm learning, what I have been learning as I continue to integrate on this path is it's really helpful to separate our personalities or our identities from our physiology and anatomy or our organism, right? Because the nervous system kind of has a mind of its own. Um, our neuroception, right? How we're reading situations or how our nervous system is reading situations, it's always calculating in the background, just like our heartbeat, just like our breath. It is doing things that is wonderful. It's great. It's 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 first and you know best purpose. The the reason why it exists. It exists for a lot of reasons, but in in terms of this conversation, it's trying to protect us. So it's always wise. It's very intelligent. It's basing its um like its synopsis of the moment based on past memories and so on and so forth. 
Um, so to feel safe in our nervous system is really like a cultivation of mindfulness. But I, I would say it's not in the absence of fight or flight or even a frozen state. Um, because no matter how much work we do, we still have those like mechanisms inside of us. It's more so building resiliency and capacity. And that's really the ways that we're going to be talking about today um, really helps with that. So first and foremost, you know, there's a technique that there's actually a whole video on this channel about it. Um, and it comes from Dr. Peter Levine's somatic experiencing. And there's a, a practice in somatic experiencing. It's probably like the first thing that a somatic experiencing client or student or practitioner learns, which is called somatic orientation. And if you want to watch the video and go through the full process, please do that. We won't be so much doing that in this, in this video, but I'm going to share with you why it works so well. I'm really about giving people and exposing people to tools, um, especially on a trauma-informed plant medicine and psychedelic path that, that work and that are science-based because that's important, right? Um, so the thing that's happening, which, you know, it's, I'll share more, but it's, it's almost like, like exactly what plant medicines and psychedelics do for us. And through the practice calls for the cue, let your eyes go wherever they want to go. So you or me will let our eyes go around the room or the environment or wherever we're at. And at some point you're going to notice your eyes are drawing to things that feel pleasurable or interesting. And that is actually the intention of the practice is to let the eyes go to something that feels pleasurable or interesting. And then once they've landed on something that's pleasurable or interesting, I have a crystal bowl right in front of me. So let's pretend it's that and you can land on whatever else that your eyes land on. The next cue is to notice what you feel in your body. And as you can see already, there's a, you know, well, if you're listening on the podcast, you actually can't see, but a smile just came to my face. And I can notice that my body is shifting as I engage in this pleasurable thing that I've landed on. And this is the most important cue. I'm rushing through it. So I will explain the importance of not doing that when you do this, but um, then the, the most important cue is great. Once we've located the pleasurable sensation or feeling, we say, great, hang out with that. And it's really in this process of allowing ourselves to incubate our internal system with pleasurable sensations that allows us to pendulate out of stress, allows us to pendulate out of discomfort, allows us to come back to the present moment and make full contact with it. Now, I do want to discern here that this isn't a technique to not feel unpleasant or uncomfortable thoughts, emotions, or feelings. But think about it this way. We have more capacity to feel uncomfortable emotions when we actually feel resourced, grounded, and centered. And this is very much parallel to the psychedelic and plant medicine experience that we can process material much deeper when we actually feel safe, right? When uncomfortable things are coming up, maybe you've had this experience, maybe you haven't, but, and really honestly, whether you're a psychedelic or plant medicine experienced person, it's easier to process something essentially when we're not triggered. It's easier to hold bigger emotions and sensations and memories when we're not dysregulated. So the other thing that this helps with is just anchoring pleasure into our nervous system as well. So we have a couple other things to go through. So that's all I'll say about that. So there is a link to the video in this video. So you click on it for the full description. And I'll also link down a guided somatic orientating presence process down below as well. It takes you through the full blown process. So the next point I want to bring us to is kind of like a, a trifecta. So other ways to make our nervous system feel safer, more present, 
um, is with mindfulness, breath work, and compassionate inquiry. So why are these like so amazing, right? Uh, mindfulness naturally brings us into the present, right? And it's really the principles of mindfulness that I'm talking about here, where in the somatic orientation, it takes you through the felt sense mindfulness directly, but practicing the principles of mindfulness means I'm practicing being present, I'm gently practicing being non-judgmental, and I'm fully here in this moment. So kind of like not ruminating about something else and trying to get into the present, I'm actually kind of temporarily leaving what's happening in my mind to become fully present with this moment. You know, and it is helpful to become present with a scent or a sound or our breath, right? And, you know, through breathing, this really helps our nervous system regulate back into our bodies and it actually serves as an anchor. You know, anytime a thought comes up or a train of thought, we can come back to that breath that really brings us back into the here and now. And it can also be very comforting. The compassionate inquiry part is that it allows us to be curious about our thoughts to validate them, to acknowledge them, and to not be critical towards them. Which in a way, all of these are mindfulness practices, the breath work and the compassionate inquiry. But I like to you know, name all of them so you know the words and like you can kind of understand the discernment between them. And I often use a lot of these tools with, with my clients and my students who are preparing for psychedelic or plant medicine experiences, most notably ayahuasca, but also these are the same tools and techniques that I would utilize with someone to prepare to do deep like childhood trauma work or to go into something really uncomfortable. There's um, all of these allow the nervous system, they give you tools to work with your nervous system in, in a deeper way, in a way that helps you feel confident and compassionate rather than feeling overwhelmed, dysregulated, you feel like you're being swallowed and you don't, basically you don't know how to, to surf the wave. So all of these tools really, really help with that. Last but not least, um, doing self-care. And what I mean by that is drinking enough water, eating a lot of nourishing foods, getting good sleep, which is often an overlooked like best friend of the nervous system. Because if we're not getting good sleep, that means we haven't restored our system. That means our brains haven't been able to dump appropriately. All these things, right? And that, that definitely makes the nervous system shut down, do different things that it wouldn't normally do because it's stressed out um and just keeping you know doing what we can within our own boundaries and our truth and alignment to you know keep the stress in balance right this stress is a part of life we know that but keeping it within a window of tolerance that is serving us rather than it's basically taking away our energy from our nervous system so the last thing i want to leave us with is deb dana's uh, basic framework which i feel like is very appropriate for understanding our nervous system and creating a relationship with it. And I definitely believe it's very like plant medicine and psychedelic friendly for sure too. So Deb Dana is um, a, a therapist and she's very polyvagal theory informed. Polyvagal theory was researched and created by Dr. Stephen Porges. Um, so basic stands for B, befriending, A, attending, S, shaping, I, integrating, C, connecting. So the befriending part is through us slowing down to befriend our nervous system and the parts of us that are calling out for our help, our guidance, usually from the higher self, right? Or in internal family systems, he talks about, you know, Dr. Richard Schwartz talks about, you know, the capital, um, you know, you're, you're, you're the first letter of your name self, 
um, the true self. And so we bring that to the nervous system and we kind of next to the next letter, A, we attend. We attend to either something that's very pleasurable or something that is uncomfortable, which that is a whole spectrum, right? But we, we attend to it. And, you know, by attending, we start to reshape it because often what happens is that we just want to override. We just want to like, oh, I don't want to feel this way. Like, oh, we want to move away from it. We just want to act like it's not there. And it's very human. We all do that for, we could go into a whole like three hour video on like why we've been socialized to do that. But it's through that befriending, attending, then that reshaping begins to happen because we are coming into full contact with whatever is going on in inside of us. And then through that process, it allows us to integrate and to connect to ourselves in a deeper way. So a quick example would be, you know, maybe someone has anxiety on the inside, but they just, for most of their life, they just haven't paid attention to it. They're just like, you know, I do some breathing exercises. I just hope it goes away, but I just try to distract myself from it as much as possible because it's just so uncomfortable. But maybe after they adopt this type of framework, they start to befriend the sensations in their belly. They notice that it feels uncomfortable. And by attending to it with some mindfulness, with some breathing, maybe a somatic orientation, compassionate inquiry, they're starting to reshape their experience because they're, I mean, just by the sheer simple fact that they're starting to pay attention to it. And then that allows it to reintegrate and connect into their mind and body, could even say your spirit, in a different way because we're changing the relationship. What was once ignored and neglected is now being held with compassion and confidence, right? I just, it, yeah, it just makes me so like elated, right? Um, and I'll just say one more thing. <clears throat> this is this is often, if you haven't already guessed it, because you know we grow up in families and cultures where our own emotions have been denied or we've been neglected. So of course we would subconsciously do that to ourselves, right? And um, in this in this way, you know, by making our nervous system feel safe, we get a chance to reparent and reconnect with ourselves in a way that maybe you never thought was possible. So all of these kind of tools and techniques that we talked about are great for preparation and integration for plant medicine and psychedelic work because oftentimes people are coming to these approaches to heal, to transform many, many different things. So I hope that this podcast was helpful. I hope this video was helpful. If you liked it, please leave the podcast a rating. If you liked it here on the YouTube, please hit that like button and subscribe and be sure to check all the links out below. Um, I have my upcoming workshops. You can check out how to work with me one-on-one. I, I also hold like two monthly circles. One's a breathwork circle, one's a preparation and integration circle, um, and a bunch of other stuff down below. So thank you guys so much for being here as always. And I'll see you guys next time. Take care. Bye.